0: 97.1 FM Talk on Demand Audio.
1: So, our friend Corey Bush has invited Mike Brown Sr. to be her guest at the State of the Union address tomorrow. That makes no sense whatsoever. Why would you invite the father of someone who reached into a patrol car when Darren Wilson was the officer? Tried to get the gun, fought with the officer, had his whole situation. Lied about by his friends and supporters in the sense that there was no hands up, don't shoot, and then charged the officer. We know that because of the witnesses that were brave enough to say what happened and also because of forensic evidence. But Cory Bush is going to bring Mike Brown Sr. because he led the way when it came to, um, you know, energizing the riots in 2014. That's outstanding. That's excellent that we'll have that tomorrow night. And I guess it should be no surprise. We've talked about um, reparations from a variety of perspectives, and I still shake my head when I hear discussion about this. But these things are starting to get serious, which is amazing. John Morosky is with us this afternoon with Real Clear Investigations, wrote quite a bit on this recently that intrigued me. John, how are you this afternoon? Welcome back. Hey, thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thanks talk, for having me on. Talked about this issue for many years as a, a as a talk show host, and I, I suppose, and you even sort of refer to this in the piece that back, you know, if you go back thirty, forty years ago, even twenty years ago, this stuff, most of us thought, well, it'll it'll never happen. How do you do this? How do you divvy up the uh, the money? Who's eligible? Boy, they're trying to figure that out right now in California, other in other places, aren't they? They are,
0: and more than a dozen cities are. Basically launching their own reparations programs. California is uh, working on one. Uh, They have a task force that will make a final proposal, like June, July, this year. So we're going to know in uh, five months what that will spell out. And that one's probably going to be very ambitious, like nothing like most people have imagined. I think I think many people still aren't unaware what California is doing. But when they come, you know, they'll propose a a program, and it will be up to the legislature whether it's passed or not. So um, it's def- there's definitely going to be reparations in the United States. It may not be massive cash payments because the public fisc of these states just does not have enough. There just isn't enough money there. But there will be you know, very ambitious affirmative action type programs that will be based on rate- racially based benefits. And we're going to see it actually happen in one form or, b- or another. And it will be you know, across a variety of cities, probably more than one state with different standards as to who, who qualifies and different uh, m- different benefits there'll be you know there'll be a certain amount of inconsistency and what that means for a federal program if one were ever to happen I don't know um, but there will be partial piecemeal programs all over the place
1: so when we're talking about california you know, california has a plan that may be in excess of one million in san francisco they're talking about a number of five million when we hear numbers like that is it your expectation that in the end that's not going to happen big checks because i i find that impossible but i guess this is what they want to do but it will be pared down in a different form would be your expectation or not i don't know
0: I can't imagine those kinds of uh, dollar figures actually being passed because um, I think it would cause a massive backlash, for one thing. And um, I also think that they just don't have enough money. But what it does do is it creates a kind of a, a baseline or a set a bar as to uh, what at least some experts believe that black people are owed. And because black people won't be paid that amount, there's going to be this gap, this delta between what they're supposedly owed and what they're not being paid. This is going to cause some people to believe they're being ripped off. It's going to cause others to have, um, you know, had their expectations disappointed. Uh, Others will just think it's totally (coughs) absurd and ridiculous. And so, you know, again, you just have you won't even have a single standard or a single metric um, and it, it will just you know, it would just cause any. You know, it would just be a, a wide range of reactions from disbelief to confusion to disappointment. Yeah. But I have a feeling that there will be nobody who will be happy. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Right. No one is going to come out happy as a result of this uh, taking no, place. No,
1: because you're always going to have someone say, "Hey, wait a second. Why did that person get the million dollars or the five million or whatever the number is, and I didn't because I didn't check off which box?" Did you say something, John, even in your investigation here that like Barack Obama would not be? Um, eligible for something along these lines right so the standard in california is that you have to as uh, they uh, the
0: proposed standard we should say it's not the final one they could change it is you have to be a, uh, a black person theoretically who descends uh from uh free or uh, enslaved people who were in the united states in the 19th century so barack obama uh has a white mother and a Father from Kenya. So he does not have, he does not descend from people who were free blacks in the 19th century or were enslaved blacks in the 19th century. So he would not uh, qualify, but his kids would qualify because the, um, Michelle Obama would qualify. Now, that's if they were in California, right? That's if they were living in California by that. Right, just as an example, so, though, right. Right. But it's just an example. So a lot of immigrants, Jamaicans, Nigerians, um, black people who may have arrived in the early 20th century. Uh, would not uh, would as a result not qualify, um, and now that was controversial because those are people who lived through redlining and all sorts of policies that were discriminatory in the early and middle part of the 20th century, but not in the 19th century. So um, yeah, it, it was controversial. That was approved on a five to four vote. It was very close. If you had changed. Just one person on that task force, the vote might have come out five to four in favor of of the broader definition. Right, right. And so what that shows you is five to four shows people are not happy. It's very close, and there's a lot of people who are disappointed with that that designation, with that delineation as to who qualifies,
1: that eligibility standard. John Morosky is with us from Real Clear <throat> Investigations. Here's the thing, though. We're only talking about the African-American reparations um, from descendants of slaves in theory. But this is what's fascinating to me about your piece, because you get into how this reparations movement is much bigger and wider than we even probably think it is. Right, John?
0: Yeah. So really what I'm writing about, <clears throat> I give examples of California, and uh, and I also draw on the— Book by William Darity. He's a preeminent reparations expert, of, or one of the preeminent reparations experts of, his, of of our generation. And he wrote a book called From Here to Equality, um, and it's a it's a case for reparations. And so I use that book, and I use it with the California example to show what reparations for blacks would look like. Because there are many other movements that are arising around the world that are drawing uh, their uh, rhetoric. The arguments and inspiration from the black reparations movement. And they are, I'll just list them to, to, for you what they are gay reparations, climate reparations, colonial reparations, university reparations, and Roman Catholic reparations for officially, for the church officially sanctioning colonization, slavery, and genocide in the New World. And so there are, <clears throat> these are largely global movement. Even the university reparations
1: movement. Has what is that? What is that specifically, John? What,
0: university. The university. Yeah. Um, so universities were either built uh, partially or to some extent by slave labor. For oh, I example, see. The university
1: of Virginia. Yeah. Missouri, university of Missouri, star- the allegation is about Mizzou as well. Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. And there's a number, there's a number of those. Um, and they, uh, or the very wealthy founders of these universities, like um, Yale, the uh, founder of Yale, Became wealthy through the slave trade. Either had either he was a slave trader, or he was investing in shipping, or he was just investing in the colonies, like in the West Indies. And so the money uh, came from like sugar plantations and molasses plantations, you know, rum, rum operations, and things like that. And so this is presumed to be immorally, immoral, ill-gotten gains by our standards. And so the um, uh, people of African descent. Who did all that labor should be entitled to scholarships, to uh, monuments, to remembrance projects, uh, atonement, apologies, you know, various forms of uh, compensation from the universities. There's over 100 universities and it's it's around the world. It's not just it's in England and Scotland, I think in Canada, Australia, I think there may be some in South America as well.
1: What what are – you even refer to a book in here that was written in 2021 called The Case for Gay Reparations. All right, I'll bite. What are gay reparations about?
0: Yeah, that's actually an interesting book. I would recommend that people buy it, read it. It's actually pretty short, and it has a lot of interesting history. So <clears throat> gay reparations gets into – in the 20th century around the um, – so homosexuality has always existed, but there was never really – it's not until people moved into large cities – that something arose called a gay culture, uh, and then there was a reaction to that. It was, homosexuality was severely criminalized in, in Spain, in Germany, uh, in Canada, and also in the United States, there was something called the Lavender Scare, where had 5,000 to 10,000 employees of the federal government were suspected of being, quote-unquote, perverts, and they were fired. Some of them ended up in mental hospitals. Some of them ended up in behind bars. Some of them, a few of them, committed suicide, but they suffered um, financially and economically and psychologically for their, you know, sexual conduct. And so, gay reparations seeks to actually compensate specific named victims who are still alive. So it's not just cash to anybody who claims they're gay. You you have to be a person who actually lost their job, ended up, you know, uh, in a mental hospital.
1: Being you know treated for the illness of homosexuality well, that, that makes a whole lot more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, not not that I'd have to look at the different cases, but that that certainly makes a whole lot more sense if you can draw a direct correlation, right?
0: I think that one makes sense in this in the sense that uh, it's, it's specific people for specific policies, who were who were who suffered very specific actions. And so gay reparations is somewhat similar, I think, to a eugenics program where there are individuals who are sterilized, or to the Japanese reparations to Japanese people uh, Japanese Americans who were interned in those World War II internment camps. So these this is more of a specific kind of reparations for specific actions. I recommend the book. It's it's very interesting, it has a lot of interesting history um, and um, and, you know, it, it gives the history of what happened in Germany, in Canada, in, the, in England and in the United States. It's uh, very easy to read and you could probably, you know, it's, you know, it's probably, what, 200 pages? It's a real short – yeah, it's a, it's a really short book. It's, it's shorter. It's 164 pages. It's, a, it's almost like a long magazine article. It's very easy to read and very interesting.
1: So, I mean, I know that you even refer to some jokes about people saying, look, when, when do the fat people get to get cut in on this, right? There are always jokes about
0: it because the, the the sort of African-American reparations is so ambitious and takes in an entire country's history for centuries. Um, and it comes up with calculations that are, you know, these economic um, damages, these economic calculations for how much black people are owed. There isn't a single way to do it, but everybody who makes a calculation sort of makes the claim that theirs is the objective, factual way that you would, that you would, you know, calculate damages, financial damages. So as a result, (laughs) people, you know, will say, well then, you know, who's gonna be next? Fat people, short people, bald people. Because they also, you know, obviously they those people suffered some discrimination. Obviously they weren't redlined and they weren't banned from taking you know, but probably, you know, they may have not gotten a job or a promotion or who knows, if you were short, fat, and bald, it probably didn't help you in your life. Although, you know, I mean, that's just a joke. Nobody's going to Right, no, I, I get
1: that. But we have uh, yeah. victim culture that certainly would like to sign on to any of this. Great stuff, John. Yeah, I appreciate a, yeah, coming it, on it, here talking victim about it. mentality. Yeah, right. But obviously, we're going to keep talking about it because a lot of people don't want to make this go away. But I appreciate the investigation. Thank you, John Morosky. We'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you very much. All Thanks right, take care. Yep. really appreciate it.
0: Get more at 971talk.com.